No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we continue in Psalm 119 as the psalmist speaks of the comfort he receives from the Word. Even when the proud have stood against him, he has not turned away from God's law. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Psalm 119, a unique psalm in that it is the longest psalm and that it is an acrostic as we go through the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And we continue in verse 49 with the letter Zayin for the next eight verses. They all begin with that Hebrew letter. Verse 49, remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. Many are the words of God to his servants. The Bible is full of them. And many are his gracious promises. So the psalmist prays that God would remember each one, for in these blessed words he finds his hope. And he says that this is my comfort in my affliction. You know, the godly person will go through times of affliction. I'm sure you know that. Sometimes this is the way the father disciplines his children. Other times, they are simply our portion of life's sorrows and troubles. In both cases, God's words provide the most substantial comfort, for we know that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. He says, your word has given me life, abundant and eternal life come from hearing, believing, and keeping the word of God. The proud have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. The psalmist had his share of enemies. These proud ones oppose the righteous. They feel threatened by holiness, so they lash out and ridicule the one who trusts in God. I do not turn aside from your law. Even though he was ridiculed and persecuted, made fun of, and so forth, the psalmist refused to turn aside from God's law. He comforted himself as he recalled God's judgments of old and how he avenged his elect, and he entrusts his soul and his cause to the Lord. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. There is a time for righteous indignation. Certainly, Jesus felt this when he took a whip and drove out the money changers from the temple. Indignation comes when we observe what the wicked are doing. We see the harm they are causing to themselves and to others. And we see how Satan is deceiving and destroying them and wreaking havoc through them. May we be indignant over the things that make God indignant. He said, your statutes have been my songs. Now, perhaps David did write this 119th Psalm because he speaks of turning God's statutes into songs, which was the favorite pastime of David. Committing God's word to music is a great way for us to remember the Word of God and meditate upon it. 
Then he says, in the house of my pilgrimage. Now, that's an interesting phrase because I think the house here is speaking of the human body that houses the spirit. It's our temporary dwelling. And we are pilgrims, just passing through, strangers in this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. Now, I think it's good for us to constantly remind ourselves of this fact because our tendency is to settle down in this world. But the Lord is preparing a permanent house that is a new glorified body that will never age or wear out or lose hair. I'm excited about that. A permanent house with him in heaven. Verse 55. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. Now, I often wake up in the middle of the night and I will use the time to pray. I figure that if God is waking me up, I don't want to miss the opportunity to spend time in fellowship with him. And if it's the devil that's messing with me, then I'm going to sock it to him by praying for others. (laughs) So it's good for us to remember in the middle of the night, the name of Jehovah, Yahweh. It means I am and so much more, especially as we connect his name with the other names that he has in scripture. For example, Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is our peace. Yahweh Yira or Jehovah Jireh, if you prefer. The Lord is our provider. Yahweh Shua or Yeshua, the Hebrew for Jesus. The Lord is our salvation. As we meditate on his names in the middle of the night, it brings us comfort and peace. Now, by constant meditation on and delight in God's law, it has become his own law. Can we say that? Do we have such a personal love and experience and adherence to the word that we can call it our law? If we own it, then we will be much more likely to do it. We come now to the next Hebrew letter, Heth, verse 57. You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. Now, if David did write this, then he had a king's portion of material goods and fame. Yet he did not cling to these as his portion, but he chose the Lord. He desired not the worldly wealth or recognition, but the allotment of the priests who had the Lord as their portion. He says that he entreated God's favor or his grace with his whole heart. The Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Whatever you seek from God, seek it with all your heart and according to his word. And then he says, be merciful to me according to your word. The psalmist based his appeal on God's mercy. He never prayed, Lord, give me what I deserve. Instead, he prayed that God would be merciful to him just as he revealed his mercy in Scripture. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. Now, do you ever stop to consider your ways? Wise people will contemplate their ways. The fool will never do that because he knows his ways are evil. He doesn't want to think about them. If you live every day the way you live today... Where will you be a year from now? Five years, 10 years, forever. He says, I turn my feet to your testimonies. Now, if we humbly consider 
our ways in light of God's word, then we will soon turn to walk in them. The prodigal son considered his own ways, and then he considered the way of his father with his father's servants, and then he came to his senses and turned his feet into the path to go home. Next, he says he would not delay obedience or procrastinate. Tomorrow is the language of the devil. There is no end to what we can do if we will begin today. Verse 61, the cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. So the wicked sought to bind him up and hem him in with their schemes and devices, but he had not forgotten God's law. There's always that temptation that when the wicked prosper or surround us and begin to do evil things to us, to take matters into our own hands. Instead, the psalmist held fast to God's commandments. He said, at midnight, I will rise to give thanks. So not only was he waking up and remembering the name of the Lord, but he was also giving thanks as he would rise up out of bed in the middle of the night and thank the Lord. It is one thing to thank God for his blessings, but he would also thank God for his righteous judgments. Now, why do you think he would do that? Do you think that people were thanking God when the Nazis were defeated and the prisoners of the concentration camps were set free? I think so. You see, we rejoice when God's judgments against the wicked prevail and God avenges his elect. Verse 63, I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. Who do we associate with? The psalmist was a companion of those who feared the Lord, and that would certainly keep him out of trouble. He said, the earth is full of your mercy. Now, if we're looking for God's mercy, we don't have to look very far to find it. It's everywhere. But if we're searching for evil, well, we will find that as well. Finally, he says, teach me your statutes. The wise person realizes that he needs God to teach him. Fortunately, we have the author of the book, the Holy Spirit, to teach and to guide us into all truth. Next, we come to the Hebrew letter Teth. Verse 65, you have dealt well with your servants, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. He knew that God had dealt well with him and not given him as his deeds deserve. I think we all know that. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. I think of Solomon's request to have wisdom and understanding to govern the people, how we need God's judgment and knowledge, especially for these crazy days. For I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. I think there's a great wisdom here in realizing that God uses affliction in our lives to train us, to discipline us, to keep us from going astray. Now, my daughter takes their new puppy to obedience school. Tonight is uh, Bella's graduation. We understand that dogs must be trained, but do we understand that we need the Lord's training? And often it is only through affliction that we change. But now I keep your word. He had gone astray, 
but now he was holding fast to the commandments of God. You are good and do good. And that's the truth. God is good all of the time. All of the time, God is good. He's always doing good. Even when we don't understand what he's up to, he is still working good in our lives. And usually, if we just look back, we will see how he has even used the evil circumstances for good. So he says, teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. So you think about the proud. They have nothing better to do than to forge a lie in order to harm the psalmist here. But he would continue to keep the Lord's precepts with his whole heart and delight in his law. Finally, he says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. To actually be able to go through afflictions and look back and say, it was good for me. I'm better off now having gone through it. And I love how he closes this, that, you know, to him, the law of the Lord was better than thousands of coins of gold and silver. You know, if this was David, he had all of the gold and silver you could ever want, but he still cherished and treasured the law of the Lord more than any of it. I hope that we do the same. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll continue in Psalm 119 as the psalmist seeks tender mercies to help him against the proud who have dug pits for him. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. 